From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, FTX gets into gaming, Intel gets into mining, and lots of brands are filing trademarks in the metaverse. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, February 21st, 2000. 22. Tomorrow is going to be 2 22 22 on Tuesday. I know we've been seeing that meme just passed around for quite some time, and, and it's nothing new because everybody's been talking about that day for the past uh, couple months, but I'm kind of excited, and there's no reason for it. It's absolutely not going to change my life one bit, but I'm kind of excited to announce that tomorrow on the show. <laughs> I mean, let me think about how I'm going to do it. Well, while I think about that, you need to think about those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10.52 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Bitcoin doing what Bitcoin does. Bouncing around quite a bit. I woke up this morning and I was dropping almost below 37000 And for some reason, I refreshed my coin market cap and we're now at $38,785. Up 1.2% in 24. We're still down 9% in 7 days. Ethereum is at $2,720, up 2.9% in 24. Tether's number 3, Binance Coin is at 378, pretty much even in 24. And USDC is number 5. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Solana, Luna, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're at $1.76 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41.7, and an F dominance of 18.5. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our coin of the day today is Icon, ticker ICX, ranked number 116 on CoinMarketCap. Its current price is 69.6 cents. It's up 5.2% in 24. Its market cap is 504.6 million. Fully diluted market cap is 558.3 million. Most of the Icon ICX is in circulation. Its all-time high was set four years ago on January 9th, 2018 at $12.64. It's down 95% since then. Its all-time low was two years ago, January 3rd, 2020, which was 10.6 cents. It's up 550% since then. Where can you buy this ICX? Well, you can buy it on Binance, Kraken, Binance.us, Bithum, Gate.io, and Huobi. So what does ICON do? Well, from their website, it's a decentralized aggregator network with interoperability. ICON is a blockchain protocol for decentralized applications, or dApps. As an aggregator chain, it archives interoperability, a web of interconnected network aggregated all blockchain data into one layer. From CoinMarketCap, it says, Icon Network is a layer one blockchain from South Korea. Its declared vision is to build an interoperable blockchain network bridging autonomous online communities and real world enterprises. And that is Icon, ICX, ranked number 116 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into our news of the day or today's headlines. And we've been talking about this one for a couple weeks. Intel was thinking about getting into Bitcoin mining. And, well, they 
did. And they just unveiled their new 3600 watt mining rig, which is their first generation Bonanza Mine 300 or their BMZ1 chip. And this BMZ1 chip is an application specific integrated circuit or an ASIC, meaning that this chip is specifically designed to do one thing. In, in this case, mine Bitcoin. They said that this thing is 1000 times more powerful than a GPU. And like I said, it's 3,600 watts and expected to have a hash rate of 40 terahashes per second. Now, here's the problem. It's already a problem. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. Uh, if you compare this to Bitmain's ASIC, it's around 5,400 watts at 198 terahashes per second. Anyway, a lot of people are starting to think about buying this. So they received orders from Jack Dorsey's payments company, Block. Intel is thinking about a second generation chip already. So Ohio-based Bitcoin mining startup, Grid, Ohio-based Bitcoin mining startup is actually in Cincinnati. So Cincinnati has a lot of things going on for it. And they plan actually to go public in a SPAC merger. And they're valued at $3.3 billion. Remember, a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company, meaning that they're sitting there on the stock market and a company merges with them. And then that company is now on the stock market. Anyway, they signed a deal for their second generation chips. So here's the question. And here's where I say things are already going wrong. 40 terahashes at 3,600 watts. So basically, it's 90 watts per terahash, right? If you're, if you do the same calculation with Bitmain, it's 27.5 watts per terahash. So Bitmain is drastically more efficient and drastically better at mining Bitcoin. You can stack these things for days in, unless the cost is very, very cheap. Then you're not really going to get the same amount of hashing power as a Bitmain. Also, if you have to stack as many as four of these machines to have one Bitmain miner, then you're actually going to be using way more electricity than the Bitmain miner. Remember, Intel's doing this because they were saying, hey, we need to make a more efficient mining system so that we can save the planet because of climate change. And it doesn't seem that way if you're looking at the numbers. However, good first attempt, happier there. The numbers don't pan out to be competitive with Bitmain. So let's see actually who buys them, how they work, and I'm waiting on their BMZ2 second generation chip. Crypto exchanges FTX's US affiliate has announced the launch of a gaming unit called FTX Gaming. Very, very good name. An FTX spokesperson told Bloomberg this, we are launching FTX Gaming because we see games as an exciting use case for crypto. There are 2 billion plus gamers in the world who have played with and collected digital items. Now they can also own them. FTX Gaming will launch gaming tokens, offer NFT support, and is already set to hire software engineers as early as this month. So gamers have been pushing back with this whole crypto NFT bridge thing. They're basically saying, leave me alone, leave us alone. And you guys remember Ubisoft. It received immense criticism from its fan base when it was announced that it would incorporate NFTs into its Ghost Recon Breakpoint title. The company stuck by its guns, however, calling NFTs a major change that will take time. And still, the conversation continues. Despite the crypto scene being immensely excited about NFTs, many gamers disagree. They're viewing the technology as nothing more than an opportunity for publishers to make money. We know it sounds a bit crazy, but it's also a bit badass. The purpose, essentially, is to establish an infrastructure so that fans from all walks of life can be owners of the Denver Broncos, says Sean O'Brien of buy the Broncos DAO, a DAO trying to buy the NFL's Denver Broncos for $4 billion. So if this is successful, let me go back a little bit. So there's a DAO set up, as we know, a decentralized autonomous organization. Remember the one with the Constitution DAO? They're trying to buy a copy of the Constitution for like $40 plus million. And they raised the money, but got outbid. 
but this one is trying to raise $4 billion to buy an NFL sports team. The Broncos, if successful, actually can give people partial ownership of the Broncos and control over how the team is managed. So imagine this, we all listening to this, put in a little F to buy some ownership, some tokens of this DAO to buy the Denver Broncos. Let's say it's um, successful and I have maybe, I don't know, $10,000 of ownership of the Broncos, which has some sort of tokens and some sort of voting power. Now, me, you, everybody, we are voting how the Broncos should run their team, hiring and firing and draft picks and all kinds of different things. It's quite an interesting proposal. Now, here's the thing. I really want to see, I want this to be successful because I want to see how a decentralized autonomous organization actually runs a football team, which will show you how they can run a company, which will show you how they can run just about anything. But this first has to be successful. And if you remember the Constitution DAO, they didn't have any kind of black backup plans. So if they lost the bid for the Constitution, which they kind of which they kind of thought they weren't going to lose the, the, the bid for the Constitution, but they did, and then they had all this money and they didn't know what to do with it because they didn't have any plans. Well, should the DAO not raise the necessary funds, the DAO organizers are aiming to raise about 25% of those funds, $1 billion, and then from there go to traditional investors to make up the additional $3 billion required. So they have different funding routes, so if it's not successful in funding routes, then they can look at traditional investors. However, I didn't see in the article what they're going to do if they just don't buy the Broncos. Say if they have $4 billion and they're just like, yeah, we're not selling. So we're going to have to see how everything kind of works itself out. However, I kind of want this to happen because I just want to see what happens. Here's a quick study from Kate Irwin that I thought was really interesting. As the NFT marketplace becomes a billion-dollar industry, some brands are already taking legal actions. As we heard before, Nike is suing StockX for allegedly selling unauthorized images of the sneakers, while more and more of these companies are filing for trademarks to protect their digital assets. Even retail giant Walmart is getting into the action, having filed 27 NFT-related trademark requests in the United States, Canada, Mexico since December. And there's so many more companies as well, and let's go through them. This month, L'Oreal applied for 17 trademarks of its subsidiary makeup and hair, skin, and nail brands, including NYX Makeup, Urban Decay, Purology, Matrix, and more. Victoria's Secret applied for trademarks on February 8th as it pertains to downloadable virtual goods. It may be also developing a metaverse, events, and shops, as the community applications also mention virtual fashion shows and retail store services featuring virtual goods. So, virtual, virtual lingerie. This is uh, this is still going to get weirder. Give me, give me one second. Ralph Lauren, they filed a trademark request in December for the use of its name as a virtual store as well as virtual clothing. DKNY, November of 2020, and Abercrombie and & Fitch in November of 2021 have filed trademarks that cover virtual items. Nike filed multiple trademark requests for Nike and Nike Land in the context of virtual goods and retail stores. Skechers, they filed eight trademark applications for Skechers, Bob's, Go Walk, Arch Walk, and Twinkle Toes. I didn't know Twinkle Toes was a brand, but now I know now. Also, with that same kind of shoe thing going on, Under Armour, Puma, and New Balance, they also filed trademarks. And if you know everybody else is getting into this space or getting into the game, you know McDonald's is going to be there. And it seems they're planning to do something big in the metaverse, as they recently filed more than 10 trademark requests for online retail services featuring virtual goods. What does that mean when it comes to fast food? I don't know. Again, you have lingerie and McDonald's shakes in the metaverse. They also filed for trademarks for its McCafe for providing online actual and virtual concerts and other virtual events. So McCafe is going to be the metaverse web three, I guess, venue for bands and concerts. I guess that's kind of cool. So you're wearing your virtual Nikes with your virtual lingerie, eating your virtual McNuggets. 
<laughs> and Panera Bread has filed a trademark request for Paneraverse. And I guess now we are seeing the rules of the rules of the road. You have to put just verse or land after your brand name. Paneraverse. Nike Land. And that's what you got. And finally, the company that I want to see win it all because this would just be like the comeback story of all time. Blockbuster, they filed an application for a, like a catch-all application, setting it up to do just about anything crypto-related under its name, from NFTs to cryptocurrency payment processing to online gaming. Imagine if a decade from now, Blockbuster is the new trillion-dollar company, even bigger than Netflix. Wouldn't that be crazy? Anyway, I'm rooting for you, Blockbuster. OpenSea is having problems again. In the past 24 hours, numerous NFT from collectors with high floor prices have been transferred, such as Bored Apes, Cool Cats, Doodles, and more. So we initially thought OpenSea was getting hacked, but OpenSea CEO Devin Finzer said that we have confidence that this was a phishing attack. We don't know where the phishing occurred, but the company believes that the attack didn't come from OpenSea's domain and it had no legitimate OpenSea emails, nor the OpenSea site banner led to the attack. So instead of a hack, it was a phishing attack. Basically, they got people to give up some kind of information that allowed them to take their NFTs. And finally, in a little bit of political news, long advocate for tech innovation Andrew Yang stopped by F Denver, the conference and hackathon, to pitch his latest project, Lobby 3 DAO. Speaking directly to the audience, Yang urged them to get politically active. He said, we need you to lean in and help lead. His preferred mechanism for doing so is Lobby 3, which launched this week. This project, co-founded by Andrew Yang, along with campaign staffers and others, describes itself as Web3 community designed to give people a stronger voice in Washington, D.C. Those who buy DAO tokens with Ethereum can use them to collectively engage with policymakers on issues of financial inclusion, decentralized finance, and poverty alleviation. So basically, this is a lobbying organization for Web3 users, pulling money together to have collective influence in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow, as I always am. And until then, and until 2222 and lots of twos on Tuesday, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>